This is the Above Average Podcast and you are listening because you want an above average life. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Above Average Podcast, the podcast where we talk to above average people about their above average lives. Today, I'm joined by Sarah Goldsborough, also known as the Geordie Ice Woman. So welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Hello and thank you for having us. Absolutely. Have you enjoyed the rain today? Or is it just natural with you being uh, so just, you've been in the sea? It's a natural thing. <laughs> I am a mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get into that one, but first of all, I want to talk about um, when we spoke on the phone. You mentioned that you used to run a very, very successful business. Uh, did you say one point six million in sales? Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about that business and how you sort of got it so large? Yeah, so it's in the network marketing industry. Um, I was introduced to it about seven, eight years ago now. Nice. Um, the idea of it it really inspired me because at the time I was actually. Um, living in a council flat I had two jobs two children at the time and I was basically living under extreme circumstances to the point I never had enough months left at the end of the money Mm. and I was looking for something that I could inspire people and help and support people but also to give me that opportunity to potentially work from home and not have the childcare costs and everything that came with that so this is when the opportunity presented itself around this time and I looked at it and I thought you know what like this is incredible the things that people were achieving just normal average people Mm -hmm. it made us feel like god if they can do it so can I Mm. so I got started with it um I had massive goals I knew I wasn't there to mess about I was I was ready to go all all in yeah um but with that with anything with business especially comes challenges comes setbacks comes a lot of failures and I think just embracing the failures and learning the lessons from it has actually acquired me with all the skills and knowledge to help more people overcome their struggles in their early days in business as mm-hmm. well. Nice. Um, so through helping and supporting other people, I mean, I've helped people on a global scale around the world um, and being a, a support system, educating, training um, and working together as a team, really, I mean, I did have two failed companies and then the third company in 2020, um, I joined that. By this time, I'd learned a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I'd failed a lot. And yeah, 2020, it was during lockdown. Um, I mean, I was working 24-7 on the mm. go all of the time. But I was so, it never actually felt like work because I'm so invested in supporting other people. Like, yeah. I absolutely thrive off that. And I think when we had that successful year, it was a true representation of the lives that I'd touched and mm. I'd helped the people I was supporting, yeah. um, all coming together as a team and everyone achieving. Um, you know, I think that's that's how we we as a team were so successful yeah. in that industry. Nice. Well, I'm curious, what were the two failed businesses? So it was two other um, network marketing companies. Oh, so two the, the, yeah, the same yeah, kind of business model. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, I mean, I was with the first one for three years. Incredible company. Um, mm. I'd learned actually quite a lot from that first company. But it gets to a point, you know, what goes up comes down. You meet different challenges. You learn different aspects of yourself. And I think the more challenges you go through, um, I always say you grow through what you go through. Yeah. And you'll get to a certain point in business where you'll feel like, okay, right, I'm not really feeling aligned to this company or 
I just don't feel like I'm going to reach my full potential in this particular company. Yeah. Um, but it just so happened, you know, I always have faith that the universe is working with me and aligning me to where I'm supposed to go. And yeah. as I was facing these challenges, especially near the end of each journey, I was always presented with something else. Something else was coming through. Mm. And that would like just... a knock-on effect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it would just reignite the fire and then there was more opportunity for growth, potential. And, you know, like... In network marketing, there's a big thing, you know, if you leave a company, people will think that you'll lose respect, you'll lose credibility, you don't want to be seen as the leader that changes from business to business. Yeah. With me, with me, that never bothered me. I don't necessarily care what people think. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you know, my goal as, as a mother and a, a person of, like a woman that I wanted to achieve, that goal has never, ever changed. Yeah. And I think when you're on this journey of self-discovery, empowerment, and wanting to support people to a higher scale, your direction of your business journey is going to change. Yeah. But everything is working in your favor. Mm -hmm. So every, op I wouldn't have had that one year of success in 2020 if I hadn't had them two other opportunities as well. Right. So yeah, everything yeah. I feel has fell into place in yeah. order for me to be where I was and am now. Nice. So is that mindset, you've always, you talked a lot about, that, about the mindset towards it, how you always had faith in it. Is that something you've always had or was that something that you chose to develop? I'm very curious and on, on, on what you think of that. So, um, I think from that's a very very good question and this will go right back to my childhood. Mm -hmm. I think the 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 mindset that I've got, you know, I was homeless at a very young age. Um I'd had an unpleasant childhood. So for me, my mindset like I've always had to survive mm -hmm. but survive alone and I think that can be the most scariest place um for any person yeah. to be in. So I'm always looking for solutions to problems rather mm. than sit there and say, oh my God, why is this happening to me? I don't deserve this. Oh my God, like crumbling and then give up. Yeah. I'm, I haven't got time to sit and complain. Yeah. I, I am the type of person that, okay, right, I've got this challenge. I might cry for an hour, but I won't sit in that um, mm. feeling of discomfort for too long. Yeah, the pity party doesn't go on. It's, exactly. not, it's not a, a weekend bender of exactly. a pity party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, Everything will feel uncertain, scary. You know, you, you might not have all the answers to, you know, how you're going to overcome the things that are in front of you. But I always say to people, you know, you don't need to know the how, you just need to do the do. Yeah. As long as you are doing everything in your power to move you forward, the rest will follow. Yeah. Um, so my mindset has come from past traumas, heartache, losses, mm -hmm. um, and just having that bounce back ability to look at a challenge and give it a wink and so it was kind of always in your mindset a little bit like even even when you were homeless and had a you know an awful childhood or whatever like it's always kind of been in you to just be like well this has happened you know i'm gonna cry about it now and then i'm just gonna keep going yeah. I guess. like I mean, that's, that's something that a lot of people i think would be kind of envious of that you have naturally um is there anything any advice you give someone who's going through something similar who doesn't have that mindset naturally is there anything you can recommend that you did as well Obviously, you already had that internal monologue going on, like, I'm not a victim, I'm going to get myself through this. Is there anything that you could recommend people do in that situation that would get them through or give them that mindset? Yeah, I think, one, work on your mindset. Mm -hmm. the, the power of the mind is such an incredible thing. 
And I think if you are focusing on negativity, you're going to breed negativity. If you focus on the positives, you open yourself up to more opportunities. Yeah. You start to feel better. You start gaining your confidence. But for me, even when I was going through the, my darkest of days, um, when I say I'm always looking for the opportunity within a challenge, what I'm what I'm saying is you have to do the inner work mm -hmm. you know learning more about yourself like i'm always invested in reading books listening to podcasts i'm always on youtube like learning new things yeah and it's it's about actually sitting down and asking yourself you know what is it that you want to do in life and it doesn't matter how scary it might seem or how um what's the word like like don't don't and yeah but like you know i've the things that i've wanted to do and have achieved I've always had that little crowd behind us saying you can't do that. That's yeah. unachievable and stuff like that. So really connecting to what it is that you want, what is going to drive you and invest your time on all the things that you have to do to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so personal development, 100%. Um, but it's something that I've, I've talked about this before. Um, I had a woman on, um, a great friend of mine, Emma Foley. We talked about self-help sounding very you know out there it puts a lot of people off when they think self-help but it is true that you have to have that personal development because quick fix pills you know like uh, that's why i hate these like and i'm sure you do as well where it's like get abs in six weeks get shredded <laughs> in 12 and it's like sexy and sick. it's like it, it's quick fixes don't work yeah like the the inner the inner game the inner work really needs to come first as well like obviously they go hand in hand but i think a lot of people neglect the inner work definitely and because they just kind of barrel through yeah and i 100 get that because nobody really wants to you know delve back into the past oh, it yeah. can actually be quite traumatic for some um so when i was growing up obviously the things that i'd been through in childhood i had suppressed quite a lot of trauma mm -hmm. and it wasn't until i was doing my counseling degree um you know going through activities with that to help that that actually i was unlocking past mm -hmm. traumas that i'd deeply suppressed and when I was going through that, there was times I would run out of the class and be like, right, I'm, I'm not doing this. I can't do this. It was like because triggering you too much? It or? was a massive trigger. Mm -hmm. Things coming back in, in my mind that I'd completely forgotten about. I was like, whoa, like what? I need like answers on that. Mm. And, you know, like it was scary. There was a, loads of times during that course where I thought I actually can't do this because I felt scared. I, I, I wasn't getting the answers as to why things had happened. Yeah. But I suppose for me as well, it was understanding that actually everything that I'd been through was making us the person that I was becoming. Mm -hmm. So from a very young age, I was turning my pain into power yeah. and wanted to change, help support and change other people's lives through my trauma. Mm -hmm. um, well, the funny thing is when you teach other people and you speak to other people, that's when that knowledge and that understanding really comes through. Because if you're just reciting the same things to yourself looking at yourself in the mirror kind of thing like it's good it's a start yeah but when you start helping other people and you start teaching it you start talking about it that's when you start to internalize it and stuff comes up like obviously when i first started doing videos and stuff like that i was i was talking a lot about you know things that maybe is a half new about a half experience and then once i spoke about it i was like oh i actually understand this way more now that i'm not just thinking about it it's like it's almost like getting it out on paper as well really helps as yeah well. journaling 100 percent is i would definitely recommend for people to do that mm. i remember when when i was um living in the flat um i had a lot going on around us i was in the wrong my face just didn't fit the street it was quite rough um you know like really naughty people on that street it was quite scary mm. um so i used to keep a journal every day of just how i was feeling um 
just so that I could look back later on and think, okay, I was feeling that because this was going on. Mm. And um, and then just blogging like how I was getting through each day, like it massively helped me smart, so yeah. that I could see the growth at the end of it as well. Yeah. And then I've got that material there. So if anybody was in a similar situation, I, c- I could look at my material and think, well, actually, this is how I'd done it. Mm-hmm. And you can like just guide um, and help other people through how you managed to get through something. Yeah, amazing. Um, with the entrepreneur life that you had, right? Obviously, you wanted to work from home. Yeah. It's the whole thing with entrepreneurs as well is the the dream that's sold with it is yeah. skip the nine to five, like get rid of the nine to five, right? As if the nine to five is such a horrible way to live. But then you look at when you actually become an entrepreneur and it's more like eight till 10 <laughs> till 11 till like, 2 a.m. Then you do it all again. Yeah, like it's not as easy as people seem to think it is. Yeah, so I'm curious, not. like what kind of process did you go through with that? Is that something you knew going into it or did you just no. go with that as you went? We kind of, oh shit, now I'm gonna have to work like 25 hours a day. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're so true. You've just hit the nail on the head. Like I think when you're self-employed as well, you have to be 100% committed to know that you know it's going to take all of your energy yeah you're going to have to find that time the dedication and stuff like that and I think for me I know ne- I was never aware of how much effort I was actually willing to put into it in the mm-hmm. beginning because if you as I said earlier if you remember I had two jobs I was studying at uni I had two children doing everything on my own but because I had seen the potential of what it could do and mm-hmm. how it could change my life I knew that I had to fit this business in no matter what. And I didn't care what I had to get rid of and sacrifice in order to make that happen. So for me, it was about becoming very... um, Time management was a massive thing. So instead of watching Coronation Street and EastEnders on a night time, I would invest that time in my business. Mm -hmm. When the children were going to bed, I'd invest that time in my business. Yeah, it meant later nights, but I knew that the end result would come. And I think it was within about... Seven months, I was able to leave both jobs. Nice. Yeah. That's an incredible time frame, though, when you yeah. think about it, especially having two kids as well. Yeah, it's like, crazy. and everything that, and studying uni, you know, like, we know how hard I don't know how you managed is. to do that. Like, do you know what I mean? I like to I like to consider myself a bit of a hustler and a go-getter, but I could not fucking deal with that. That would that would push me, I think, too far, I think. Yeah. Um, I think what, at, the, at that time in my life, um, I was going through an incredible amount, and I think my anxiety was... Yeah like horrendous Mm -hmm. and I think when I I don't know if anyone else could relate but my anxiety makes me I have to get up and do something and so you know like um I would have to feed my energy into something positive because anxiety is disabling there'd be numerous times I'd have a panic attack I'd feel like I'm dying and stuff like that and the, the you have to use all your five senses and stuff like that to get you through, which I completely get. But most of the times, the advice that I was being given wasn't actually helping me. Mm. Um, I felt like I was running around in my head. Yeah. Constantly, like the negative self-talk, you know, the intrusive thoughts. And with everything going on around me, everything I felt was against me. The only thing I had control of is what I do with the energy that I had left. And for me, my passion was supporting other people. Mm -hmm. And if I was just going to feel better for investing a bit of time in somebody else or, you know, filming like a training for somebody else, that that's, that's where my anxiety was being. It was better used there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, well, the one thing there is as well, people might misconstrue that as 
uh, people do a lot for other people and they think, well, that means I get nothing done for myself. It's like, no, it's the place it's coming from. Like there's a difference between people pleasing yes. and also genuinely wanting to help other people. So uh, everyone listening need make that distinction. Yes. Sarah's not a people pleaser. No, She's doing I something am... because she knows she can help people. There's a difference. Yes. Yeah. I have a huge passion for supporting other people. Amazing. So with the entrepreneurial side, um, I'm curious. Uh, I know we, sp- we, we were going to speak about this before the podcast. I was like, save it for the podcast, save it for the <laughs> podcast. Uh, with being a woman going into the business, obviously um, you see more and more that men are the dominants in business and men control this and men control that. I'm just curious from your perspective going into such a large business as a woman, you know, making it, you know, on your own almost. Like how did you find, did you find anything like that about being a woman or was it just pretty neutral ground? Um, it was pretty neutral ground, to be honest. Um, you know, the industry that I was a part of did seem to be very woman-driven. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if that was just because, I don't know, men might have looked at the industry and I don't, I don't know. I think um, women make better, men, mar- it, better networkers, I think. <laughs> there is men in the industry. And oh, you yeah. know, like some of the biggest network marketers in the world are men. Um, but I, I actually found that women were the most competitive with each other yeah. um i'm not like what i said before i'm not a people pleaser i know that you know people can people want to try and fit into little crowds mm-hmm. and with that comes challenge and it comes with competitiveness mm-hmm. and i think that's where business can get a bit toxic and a bit messy it's not a very nice feeling getting left out and yeah. you know being left aside. I I have been through that situation, but that's how I've learned. Yeah. Um. That actually. It's a rough gig being a business. It though. is a really really hard hard business to any business. Yeah. No matter what you do, business. Business is hard. in general is tough. People think that we go about the nine to five, skip the nine to five, become an entrepreneur, run your own business. It's like it's fucking even like you hate your life yeah, with a nine yeah. to five. Imagine doing it an yeah. eight till eleven. That's even harder. Yeah. Yeah. So the challenge of setting up your business and stuff like that, Timmy, but obviously you were, the the thing that amazes me the most is the fact that you had three daughters mm. and try and run, do you say you had two daughters at the time? I had two daughters at the time when I was introduced to the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how do you manage that time? Like you said, mentioned time management, but I want to, I want to know how you actually worked out how to manage your time better. Did you write it down? Did you have a schedule? Like, what did you do to manage that time better? I was literally making it, making it up as I go along. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm like, thinking it's like a schedule was written. I just fucking no, winged it, I, I, I honestly, I've never had a schedule. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an anxiety thing for me. Um, I'm always, listen, I'm very, very passionate about what I want to do and what I want to achieve. And for me, the most important thing was making sure it fit in somewhere. So like I said, I wouldn't, I, I, in the whole time in the industry, I would never really watch TV. Yeah. I would be using that time to work my business, even if it's an hour. And when I say time management, you know, like I, I got to the point where I would time my kettle, how long it took to boil a cup of tea. It was taking two minutes. It's one of them. It was one of them old things. Um, what do you have it on like the hob and stuff? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> is it a whistle kettle? <laughs> no, it's not a oh, okay. whistling one. I was going to say, I love those. <laughs> my mate still got one. I'm like, bro, where, what fucking century are you living in? No, so, so like, so yeah, so I knew it took two minutes to make for that kettle to boil mm-hmm. so what can i do in that two minutes to feed my business right i can reach out to somebody wow i can reach out to a couple of people put my phone down so i was never i never really felt like i was always on my phone i was just very clever with the time that i had mm-hmm. 
available to invest that in it yeah. i would also you know i didn't have a car back then so i knew when i was getting the bus to take the children to school i'd be on the bus for 20 minutes right okay what can i get done in 20 minutes on the bus mm. so is that making a call with one of my team members is that um creating a sales campaign is it i don't know you, you know all the things that come it's with being very maybe. aware of your time i think more so isn't it then? it's valuing my time mm. i'm not here to waste any time at all time mm. is precious i'm curious did you se- how did you separate the home life with your kids from the job obviously you said if you're on the bus with that did you work while you were with them at all yeah yeah yeah. This, yeah i made a lot of sacrifices i mean they were quite young so you know they were v- honestly my girls I, I love them so much like they they are the reason why i'm still here mm. and they're very good they understand the journey that we're all on together and what the outcome would be you know mom's working very yeah. very hard to give them the best life that i never had grown up mm. um so yeah i mean you know i do enjoy family time most of most of my time in business was when they were in bed yeah or when they were at school and i had that time but sometimes i would work i would have to sacrifice you know with business you have to sacrifice something and it's it's easy it's easy to judge and be like well she didn't spend time with her kids it's very easy to Mm. do that but to give them a better life in the future i would say is a better trade-off as well yeah yeah 100 percent. so why what made you step away from that business um that's a good question so a lot a lot of things um because if, if i was making i've had a business that made 1.6 million yeah. in sales you'd have to fucking drag me kicking and screaming away from that business but i'm curious what what was it what was the straw that brought the camels back for you so for me there, there was actually quite a lot of things that i was being made aware of with the company itself mm-hmm. I wasn't like I wasn't um, like in how I was being treated as you know as a six-figure earner in their company. The way that they were treating me and isolating me mm. for no valid reason. You know, I'm there at work. I work very very hard. I'm very you know self-motivated, self-driven. I don't ask for help at all. Really, I'm mm. always finding solutions. So to be in that predicament where actually there was this one time I needed help. And I'm being blanked for months with no explanation, loads of other things going on. Obviously, I had things going on. Obviously, I just lost my baby. Um, yeah. And I just real. I was, I always, so, so this is a challenge. So this is what was going through my thought process. So, okay, instead of asking, okay, why am I going through this? Yeah. Okay, what am I learning through this? And actually one of the most valuable questions I ask myself is, what other part of your life have you been in this situation? Not necessarily business, but what other time in your life in the past have you felt these feelings that Mm. you are feeling now? Because I always believe that you know, the universe will keep presenting you with the same thing in different situations until you actually learn that lesson. Yeah, yeah. I realised that, you know, I, I, I mean, if respect is no longer being served, then why am I there? Yeah. I knew, I was starting to really actually see myself worth and value that I'm offering this company and I'm not getting the same level of res- yeah. respect back. So it was just me coming into my own, really starting to self like discover myself again um again a lot of changes in my life losing a baby um you know the business side of it was a massive decision i didn't take on lightly Mm -hmm. 
But at the same time, you know, looking back, it was the best decision I ever made mm. because that company is no longer. So mm. everything that I thought... It went downhill and was, once Sarah left. And everything <laughs> that I was thinking was true. Mm. But there's nothing worse than when you have a strong intuition of something's wrong in a company yeah. and how they are treating people. There's nothing worse than someone gaslighting you and mm. making you out that it's all in your head. Yeah. And I hate that. It's I, so easy to fall in that trap though. It, it really is. I mean, at the end of the day, these are people's lives. Yeah. Like, you know, this is people's money. People are like in business to look after their families. And I just realized that, you know, I was starting my, men- I'd already started my mental health journey. I was doing the cold mm-hmm. water at this point. Um, and I just knew that actually putting my name and keeping my name to this company goes against everything that I stand for as a person and as a woman. Yeah. So I, I, I made that decision to leave. Um, and you know what? It was the best decision that I've ever made because I've never been happier. I'm going to have a look back, yeah. Mm-hmm. You said something earlier, obviously, you were turning the the way you were looking at your past. Mm. Um, it's kind of like, you know, you can't regret... You can't regret the past and what you've been through because you don't regret who you are now. And I think that very much speaks to, to who you are. Would you agree with that statement? 100%. So yeah. everything that I've been through, and I actually just had a conversation with a friend last week about, um, you know, someone was saying that they regret the past. Um, but it's, I, I don't regret anything yeah. that I've been through. Every single person on this planet makes mistakes. Yeah. It's it's inevitable. If you if you're on the road to success as well, you're gonna make a lot of mistakes. You have to get very comfortable with making mistakes mm-hmm. because without mistakes you won't grow. Without challenge, you're not gonna grow, you're gonna stay still. So for me, I just got really comfortable, like, yeah, okay, like I shouldn't have done that. But actually you should have done that. Yeah. yeah because yeah. if you didn't do that, you're not gonna learn and you're not gonna grow to get you to the next step where you have to be. So for me, my life path, everything that I've been through, life, business, personal life, relationships, whatever. I've had to be on that road. I, mm-hmm. I honestly feel like I am being guided to the next step always. Amazing. So I always look back and I actually I, I thank that. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for the mistakes I've made. Yeah. I'm grateful for the challenges, the trauma. Yeah. I'm always careful to pick friends, um, you know, even getting into a relationship and stuff. It's important that you look at how someone talks about their past. Mm-hmm. Even, even their past relationships as well, even if they were like, you know, shit and are really toxic or whatever, yeah. just, to, just their shit, uh, you know, you, you've got to kind of look at how they speak about the past because if everything else and everyone else is the problem, it's a major that, red flag. That's a major it's, problem. It's, 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 it's just a red flag just you mm, have, comes above the head. I think know? it's understanding as well that actually you could be the red flag as well. Yeah. And it's I, like Taylor like, Swift says, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that song. <laughs> I actually did a TikTok about that. I loved oh my it. God. But yeah, it's recognising that, you know, like owning it. Like sometimes you are the red flag, but mm-hmm. like own it and learn from it but you know Im- improve yourself right okay yeah. for my next relationship i'm not gonna do that mm-hmm. do you know what i mean it's yeah. all i'm always looking back for like to improve myself yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. so one thing that we mentioned on the phone um was that you you said this specific phrase you turned your anxiety and depression into your superpower yeah so i'm just curious what did you mean by that statement so what what i meant by it was 
last year because people might say to you like oh, my depression's not a superpower i hate it i can't stand it my anxiety brings me down i, I can't do anything because of it like how how did you turn that into what you would call a superpower so that's a, that's it's a really good question so last year so in 2022 i honestly call it the the tidal wave that almost took me um my anxiety depression was the worst it had ever been to the mm-hmm. point i was didn't want to speak to anyone didn't want to see anyone i didn't even want to wake up every yeah. morning i was going through so much i felt crippled i was broken i was i felt lonely and when you're inside your head having all these intrusive thoughts the easier option is to give up mm-hmm. so like surrender and just just go but and I, I said last year when I was, um, you know, being interviewed by the the TV, that suicide doesn't have to be the answer. And I think going through the most challenging times like that, it's it's all mental mm-hmm. stuff. So the doctor, I was I was being supported by the doctors, mental health specialists. You mm-hmm. know, you know what they're gonna do? They're just gonna want to try and give you some medication to get you through and I'm not I'm not like being disrespectful to it I've been on them for many many years at numerous phases of my life and they have helped me in the past but my mental health last year I got to a place where the only thing I could control was my mind and I was so close to losing it and that scared the shit out of me I was terrified I was living in fight or flight the one thing that was helping was my cold water therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that you just walk in the water and you you know you can't feel or think about anything that is going on in your life. It, it brings numbs. you present. It, it it brings you to the here and now. Yeah. And you know when you're so overwhelmed and in your head, everything feels so much stronger, so much more painful, yeah. so much, and then you start procrastinating because you, you just don't want to move because you're that crippled with it. When you're in the sea, and when I, especially when I dunk my head under, it's that instant relief. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my God, nothing, nothing actually is as bad as what it seems mm. in my head. It's, it must be nice having, because it, it's, it's, it's like that one thing drug. that anchors you to, mm-hmm. to, life almost mm-hmm. it's strange yeah and for and that's the only thing where you know um it uses all your five senses without you realizing it mm-hmm. it's a it's a very great grounding technique and the fact that it was having this incredible effect on my mind that's why i do it every day yeah. that's why i knew i couldn't stop because i would rather be in the sea and have that control now in my head. It's the only thing that I can control. Mm-hmm. Everything in my life last year had disappeared. I'd left a relationship. I left the job. I'd lost everything in my house due to a flood. Mm-hmm. I had lost myself. I had no confidence. But the only thing that nobody can take away is everything that's in my mind and everything that I've learned, all the skills, all the knowledge, the you know the resilience that I've built up in the past. Nobody could take that away. So mm-hmm. I knew through cold water therapy and the effect it was having on me that actually I could save my own life. Wow. So when I talk about like mental health and how like I turned it into my superpower yeah. is because 
and and I have I've helped and inspired thousands of people on a global scale last yeah. year just by being very vulnerable and blogging my entire journey mm-hmm. every single day on Facebook and I think that's what people are like really drawn to people and are craving, can relate yeah. to it they're craving like, that authenticity yeah like I had a message yesterday um a woman had watched every single one of my videos from day one and they were just praising me for like how I was but then how I've come out the other side, a complete different mm. woman at the end of it. And actually it's inspired her to, you know, go get some therapy or go get some, go to the gym or like something like that. Yeah. So that's how I think it's other people's, um, uh, what's that word? It's other people's feedback that they're giving yeah. me, which right. made us realize that actually hang on, my, men- my mental health journey has been my massive superpower, yeah. not just for right. me and saving my own life, but for other people that are suffering out there as well. Mm. Again, it comes back to putting it out there, letting other people yeah. be a part of it, helping other people. Like everyone who is miserable or feels shit, I guarantee if you go out and help one person do something, yeah. you'll feel unbelievably better. Yeah. It's just crazy because we're not designed to be creatures you know we're social creatures we're not supposed yeah. to be so introverted and sat just oh woe is me we're not supposed to do that we're supposed to be part of tribes and groups of people who you know have shit to do who need help you you need help i'll help you you've got something i want we'll, we'll work for it you know what i mean yeah. that's how we're supposed like, to I, be i love um i was just having this conversation last night with um a friend actually about random acts of kindness yeah, yeah. so like i'm i absolutely love doing little things like that and it doesn't have to cost a lot so it wasn't long ago I learned, I was reading this book, The 10X Rule, Grant Cardone. Mm-hmm, he's yeah. absolutely lethal. I love Grant Cardone. Love him a bit. I've he's read, crazy, but he's brilliant. Yeah, exactly. But I've read his book millions of times and I felt drawn to read it again. But mm-hmm. as I was reading it, because I was speaking to somebody, I knew this book was going to impact him so, so much. And mm-hmm. it's not costing me anything to pass that book on. Yeah. And he's been reading it. And honestly, like the life, changing effect it's had on him that lights my soul Mm. up because something that didn't cost anything could have such a huge impact on somebody else's life and their day and the results he's getting is just absolutely phenomenal Mm -hmm. there's been times like you know when you've got a huge team and stuff like that like I used to invest my time in getting to know them and what they're going through and how I can emotionally help them as well as business and you know surprising them just with a bunch of flowers to make yeah. somebody's day that way or paying someone a compliment on the street yeah open the door for somebody all them things i'm always doing because i just love that feeling of yeah seeing Spreading the that. light on somebody's eyes you know yeah. you don't know what people are going through at the end of the day and to see someone's light come on in their eyes after being in the dark for so long potentially yeah, is a yeah. life-changing you can even just text co- someone as exactly. well and just be like hey bro just want to let you know i appreciate you exactly you just just something like that but people don't think that people are very much now it's all about me yeah. it's like it's not go and help someone else go and speak to somebody else yeah like if you think you've got a problem go and find someone i guarantee someone's suffering 10 times worse than you are yeah and you'll be like oh so <laughs> you know I mean? that, that's a very interesting point because there's been times in my life especially last year when i'm going through all of this obviously walking away from my business was a hard decision not necessarily for the money that's just material stuff i know i could make that in the future yeah but for me it was oh my god like i still need to be su- supporting people though so yeah. how am i gonna do it and um 
for me, it was like, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Can I edit support this? Support other people. Support, so, you, so how you supported other people, really? Like once <clears throat> you left the business, like how did you, you obviously still felt driven to support other people. Oh, 100%. So I knew I could support other people through my journey, but... I've just totally forgot, honestly. I forgot. That's cool, that's cool. We'll, we'll move on from that. We'll come back yeah. to it as well. We'll come back yeah, to it. So yeah. one of the things that obviously I know um, I've asked you like six times whether you were comfortable speaking about this is obviously yeah. the, the miscarriage and stuff yeah. like that. You had a second one happen more recently, didn't it? Was yes. that January? January last year, yeah. Yes. So take me back to the first time that happened. Like what went through your head? What kind of stage of life were you in? So and how I, did it affect you? Yeah, so, so the first time it happened, it was eight months prior to that. Um, if I'm completely honest with myself, looking back on the journey, because I do believe, you know, everything kind of happens for a reason or mm-hmm. everything is at least happening for your highest good, even through trauma. That's just my, what I believe through my yeah. life. Um, so looking back on my journey, the relationship, I was actually very unhappy in. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so obviously that wasn't planned. Obviously I was dead excited and we were both happy to like, Make another go of things. Right. If, like, if you like. Um, so. That's, that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> it is, yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, yeah, so, obviously, I felt pregnant. Um, excited, I suppose. Like, really looking forward to it. But I was I was not far along. I was about six weeks pregnant um, when I had my miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I was absolutely heartbroken. You know, lying in that room and them saying that they can't find a heartbeat is soul destroying mm-hmm. but what's worse is when you're doing it alone you're in mm-hmm. a relationship but he's not there well you had to do that alone uh, and the second one wow yeah that's that was the most painful but yet most eye-opening trauma that wow. i've had to do alone i'm just gonna say now what a dick it just, is. I, don't, I don't know any specifics but i'm just like what a dick man like yeah e- even if you weren't together though you just got to be there for that because because as, as a man obviously i i can you know somewhat guess what it would be like to go through that mm. but i'll never understand do you know yeah. what i mean i'll never it, understand it was horrible. Other, other than that i know it'll be a horrible experience mm. and never a nice thing to go through so to hear that mm. there was nobody there like so th- so after that obviously so that was the first time and i remember there was a the school half term was coming up like the week after I'd went through it. I I, lit, I, I couldn't stay. I couldn't yeah. stay in the UK. I literally I paid for a holiday for me, my sister. So I had company just to go away for a week because mm-hmm. I, I didn't know how I was going to get through that alone. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so move moved on. Obviously going through the healing phase again. Obviously things going on in business, and then I fell pregnant again for the second time and that was just before the christmas mm-hmm. um what, what was that like 2021 so obviously i'm ecstatic i'm like oh my god but at the same time i'm very like oh my god like the stress that that comes with mm-hmm. after yeah. being pregnant after a loss it's like any woman might be able to relate you know it yeah. is a, not daunting but you worry a lot it's there more. now isn't it yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so so I remember when from a scan, um, my first scan, heard the heartbeat, absolutely buzzing. That that just before Christmas actually got me through Christmas because I was right. already quite burnt out through business, yeah. going through a lot there. So that, hearing the heartbeat, got me through the Christmas period. Um, and then January the 8th it was, um, 
I thought I was going to the hospital to like just to have another scan and it be normal, hear the heartbeat, everything's fine. And then I heard them words again. Like, I'm getting emotional. Sorry. I heard them words again that they couldn't... They couldn't hear the heartbeat. And that, obviously, I was losing it. Yeah. To do that alone, again, in that room, by myself. No support. I just wanted to... Screw like literally scream. Yeah. Um, I get you know miscarriages happen, right? The first time I can understand it's a thing, yeah. and it just happens. But the second time was different because I I started questioning everything about myself. Yeah. Like, is my body not good enough to carry? What what is it that I've done? Why hasn't it worked out? Why am I going through this? Yeah. Um, all the things that I mentioned earlier in the podcast, you know, I'm ask, I'm, I'm human. Yeah, I'm yeah. still asking myself all these things that are like happening to me in this moment, and I, I couldn't cope with this second one, um, the second loss, and actually doing because I had to go through that alone as well. It actually clarified a lot about the relationship that I was yeah. in. Um. It was the same guy both times, yeah, is that yeah, correct? Yeah. yeah, I'd been with him for 16 years. Wow. Um, and it was very hard because I completely shut myself out from the world. My anxiety was back, depression. I was having the worst yeah. panic attacks ever, constantly ringing the ambulance saying I'm dying. That's how bad and crippled I was. Yeah. I didn't want to speak to anybody. I wasn't texting anyone back. I didn't even want to do the school run. I just didn't want to see anyone. I just wanted to go to sleep and just not wake up. Yeah. I was so down. And um, did, did you did yours notice that there was a change in you as well at the time? Did they pick up on anything or like about the miscarriage? Yeah, did they pick up on that you would feel a bit different? Like mom's behaving a bit. My like, my children knew I was crying yeah. all of the time. Right, I would wake up crying, go to bed crying. The kids even would like tell us nice things that they'd done at school, just yeah. just crying. Like I just, it sounds horrible, but sometimes I didn't really have the energy to speak to my own children. Yeah. Um. And I remember it got obviously so the, with that miscarriage, it it was actually a month long process because yeah. I picked up an infection and stuff. Um. And I remember it was the 5th of February, my birthday, my 35th birthday. I didn't celebrate it. Um, this was where the start of my journey begun. Because I remember my 35th birthday. I honestly was preparing myself for like not having a 36th birthday. Yeah. Like. Ems. I couldn't see it happening. Sorry, Ems. Could you grab some tissue from downstairs please? <laughs> Thank you. Just grab some tissue from downstairs or something next to the sink. So yeah, I was preparing myself for potentially not being here at all for my 36. Yeah. The tunnel was so dark. So lonely. Um, for the first time, well not the first time, but this time it felt a lot stronger than any challenge or trauma that I've been through before. I honestly couldn't see how I was going to fight my way out of 
yeah. this with my mental health. Um, and then I woke up on the day after my birthday, the 6th of February, and I'd seen a post. I'd heard of people swimming in the sea, and I, I, I'm that type of person that was like, oh, you're so crazy. Like, I could <laughs> never do that. When you see people Absolutely on uh, is no a boxing way. day, people go running in the sea, and it's like, you mad people. I'm in my yeah. pyjamas just chilling with my box of Thorntons or whatever I've got for <laughs> But yeah, I remember the six panic attacks were, I had about two or three panic attacks one after another that day. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I needed something ASAP. I was in fight or flight. I was scared stiff. I didn't know kind of like what I was doing. I needed something to stop Yeah. everything going on in my head. I was having the intrusive thoughts. I was like, worried i was thinking horrible horrible things yeah i needed something very very quickly to shock my body and yeah. to fight back at my anxiety that i was having yeah so jumping in the sea see you know what like i've always said i would never do it but how i'm here yeah, i'm yeah, desperate yeah. just try and save myself for that even just that hour thank you Sorry. um i was willing to try anything and so that is how my cold water therapy yeah. actually started. Yeah. So this this is where we get into uh, the Geordie Ice Woman. This is where <laughs> this is where Sarah comes alive, alive. right? This, this is this is where. So where uh, is this? This is day four hundred and twenty-one. Yes. Am I today, correct in that? Yeah. Like consecutive, consecutive, no breaks. You, no. you hear that, guys? No. Bro, I'm looking at the camera. <laughs> no breaks. Like, when was the last time someone listening, you did something for 421 days straight? Other other than brush your teeth. But admittedly, I probably missed a day as well. But so, obviously, running in the sea. Like, when when did you decide to to make it something that was going to be a long-term thing? Like, obviously, you tried it that first time. Just you needed something to get you going. Like, when did it click in your head to go, you know what, I'm going to do this every single day? To be honest, I'd n- it, it got to the 200th day. Um, <laughs> that's, that's when it clicked. I know. <laughs> day two, you know what? This could be a thing. <laughs> no, so what, what? everyone's like, oh, it takes twenty-one days to change a habit. And Sarah's yeah. like, oh, it takes two hundred days to <laughs> <laughs> for it to finally twig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, so what? What had actually happened is, um, when I first started, I committed. Oh, I only thought it was going to be till the end of the month mm-hmm. because I just needed to find that release for me mental health, my anxiety, panic attacks, depression. Yeah. Um, but as as the months had went on, um, the weeks and days had gone on, I'd know I was starting to feel the benefits. Yeah. But I was going through more stuff. So the more stuff I was going through, I knew I can't get rid of cold water therapy. Yeah. Because that is the only thing that is keeping me alive right now. It's yeah. the only thing keeping me mentally strong being able to fight back at those challenges. Mm-hmm. And I remember, obviously, so the more things I was going through, like big life-changing events, like these were big things and it was uncontrollable yeah. things as well. Um, and I remember it got to my 199th day. Um, I'd planned my 200th. And to be honest, I genuinely thought the 200th was where I would like have a break, seem yeah. things started to feel okay. And then I had the flood in my house on the yeah. 199th ruined everything in the house and uh, again I'm back to square one having a mental breakdown I literally felt like everything was just it doesn't matter how hard I was working being trying to be positive and stuff like that like I'd lost everything yeah everything that I worked so hard for had gone and I couldn't cope with that 
Mm-hmm. I felt like, again, questioning, why me? Yeah. As a human, you, you're going to ask that question. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cursing God and all this stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, what the hell have I done, like? <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm just trying to make it through life, I man. <laughs> but I, I, I realised that, you know, mental health, it's not yeah. just a 30-day thing. This is, this is going to be a long journey for yeah. not just healing the trauma, but healing the loss that yeah. I've experienced. Like, I lost my nana and my auntie last year as well. <laughs> and, you know, I had to, you know, really look within and just actually you know just give myself that time for yeah. self discovery again no one no, no one would uh uh what's the like no one would say anything against you taking your time do you know especially yeah. after all that like most people that breaks people most people that would make them drop any habits that they had most people wouldn't get them they wouldn't want to get out of bed i know you said you didn't want to but mm. you did so that that was difference. actually part of the reason why i had to, so you can just have a ice cold shower you can have a ice bath in the house yeah. and it'll give you the same effects part of my journey was i had to be out of the house yes. every single day and the reason being is because being in business working in the industry working from home actually i wasn't happy for a lot of reasons and one is because that was affecting my social life yeah, yeah. i felt it's like i'd lost yeah exactly yeah. i felt like i had lost my like friends circle um because i was in the house so much i felt like i had social well i did i had social anxiety when i was mm-hmm. going out yeah. um so part of my mission was i'm gonna do this but i'm gonna be out the house every single day because if i don't i'm gonna stay in that bed and I didn't really want to know the consequences yeah. of how my mental health was going to be if I just stayed still. So that's how, obviously, I started, you know, every single day being out of the house. Yeah. And then it was the 200th day where I just said, you know what, I'm go- I'm doing the year. I mean, yeah. and then I said the year and then we're going for two. Yeah, amazing. I can't, I can't believe you're day 421, man. That's crazy. But uh, you actually, when we spoke on the phone, you said you didn't, you never studied cold water therapy. No. You never did any Wim Hof no. stuff like that, which a lot of people would be like, how? Because that's such a big thing that Wim Hof, the Wim Hof breathing method, the dude in the ice baths, you know, Russell Brand does it all the time. Yes. Like have, once you'd done that, did you experiment with other things like that? Did you fill up a bath full of ice as well? Or did you do the cold no. showers? You've never done that? No. you never tried I've, any of the other ones? No, not, not at all. Obviously I've done waterfalls, rivers, lakes, yeah. beaches. So you're like a natural cold water rather than like i filled my like I'm my lovely bathtub full of ice i'm like no i'm in the lakes i'm in the sea i'm swimming with goddamn sharks <laughs> i mean it, it's been an incredible thing and i mean i have since been in cold water therapy um i remember this guy I was on the beach with he was doing the breathing exercises for wim hof mm-hmm. now everyone's body's different and it's going to react in different waves i suffer with um low blood pressure and mm-hmm. obviously anxiety panic attacks were still a thing because this was around the 30 day in my journey, I think. So I took part in the breathing exercises and stuff like that. And actually, um, it actually triggered a panic attack off for me. So breathing, breathing, yeah, Yeah, yeah. like lowers your blood pressure. Then I was going in the sea, that lowered it a bit more. And then everyone was saying, Sarah, your face is green. Are you all right? And I was like, well, I can't see. (laughs) (laughs) So I started having a panic attack. And then, um, yeah, I felt I had a panic attack for the rest of the day that day. It was horrible. Um, Mm. So, no, I, I literally just listen to my own body. Um, my body will tell me when it's had enough and when to get out. Yeah. Yeah. When did you, when did you take the name Geordie Icewoman? Is that a recent thing? It's just a recent thing. Yeah. And you know what? It's It's been because of all the people that have followed my journey. Like, 
people kept calling us that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like it's a good name though. I like it's it. It's lush, yeah, isn't it? It's so because cool. yeah. you you'd consider like mermaid and stuff like that beforehand, but the Geordie Ice Woman just has this badass like ring to it. Oh it? yeah, it's like Geordie Ice Woman. It's like no messing about with her. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this is like consistent, disciplined. Like you sound like an X Man, you know, from the Marvel comics. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> So on the obviously the the flood. I'm curious with, with the flood on day two hundred, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, One hundred ninety nine. It was. Do you think that the the fact that you'd built up a foundation on resilience on uh, consistency before that? Do you think that had an impact on how you reacted when your house was flooded, or do you do you think it it sort of not lessened the blow, but do you think you were able to handle it a bit? You know, you were like, you just, you know, you're keeping your head above water. Mm. Do you think that helps? 100%. Don't get us wrong. I shred a lot of tears during that time. Just to add to the water. Sorry. Just, <laughs> That's just, just, just to add to it. <laughs> yeah. Just to add to it. Like, yeah. Um, no, yeah, I shred a lot of tears. I was yeah. stressed. I didn't know how things were going to work out or whatever. But again, I was taking my own advice. I don't need another how. You just need to do continue doing what you're doing. Things will work out. And yeah. I think when you go through something so traumatic and like unpredictable like that, the first thing that people want to do is just crash and you know, give, like, up. Yeah, yeah. give up or like question everything around yeah, them. Yeah. Like, you know, you do, you're <clears throat> human. But for me, it was more, I was looking thinking, right, okay, I've lost everything in the house, but that's just all material shit. This is now an opportunity to start my life from scratch. Yeah. So yes, I'm having to start again in the house, but it's clearing out all the old energy that used mm-hmm. to be. I'm not that same woman. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it was just giving us the opportunity to redecorate and get the house. Yeah, I love that. It's like my house I is fun, but it. at least now I can redecorate. I'm loving this I mindset. I hate decorating. <laughs> Honestly, it's such a challenge. You could have paid someone to do it, but no, I, I saw the TikTok of you painting your walls, having a dance and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, yeah. So I always make light of it. Um, any situation, like last yeah. week, for instance, we're going to a waterfall with a friend and my car broke down. Yeah. Anyone would have crumbled, you know, because me is the drive. I was like, oh my God, I've just ruined our day. Like all these thoughts are going in my head. Like yeah. what am I going to do? But you know what? Like, I just went with it. There's nothing I could have done mm-hmm. as long as I'm out the car and the car's safe, pulled to the side. We had an absolute ball. We're like, honestly, I've never laughed so much. Waiting an hour and a half for the recovery, we would dance. We made a dance routine. <laughs> honestly, like, it was so funny. And then, you know, we, we got taken back. And then I went, she gave us a lift to the colour coats to do my dip. Yeah. Um. So it's always just about, right, just, just, Right, just go with it. Go with yeah. the. Sometimes you've just got to go with the flow. Yeah, but improvise, adapt, yeah. overcome. Thing. And then throughout the week, I've not had a car. Um, you've hated that. You've been messaging me like, I'm fucking sick of not having a car. Yeah. <laughs> but, but again, it's like, oh, because I was questioning, like, oh my God, should I just get the bus to do my seed dip? Like, all these things, because it's quite far, really. Mm. But I was already in a running. Um, I used to run loads when I was little for the yeah. county and stuff like that. So it's something I'm really passionate about. And I, I just thought, well, actually. Because I haven't got a car, I'm going to run it. Mm-hmm. So this is six kilometers every single morning. So I get up at five o'clock, um, have my breakfast, and then I'm running down to the sea, dipping, and then running all the way back. And nice. I'm not going to lie, I got a Thursday, and I was like, I don't think I could do this anymore. <laughs> and then I did it, though. But then Friday, um, yesterday, I was like, I, I, I delayed it. So I didn't do my dip and run in the morning. Um, I done my dip. And then I was contemplating a run 
And then I got the call. My car was ready. And it yes. was like the heavens were just working <laughs> with me. <laughs> the universe was throwing you a bone. I yeah. know. They were like, oh, go on. We'll just reward her with we'll a car back. Yeah, here's your car back. Even you know? though it cost a bomb to get it done. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I love a challenge. And it, it is. it is. You've got to look for the opportunity within the challenge. Yeah. Because if, you, if you're not faced with challenges, you're not growing. Yeah. The, the key is to work through that resistance. Like, why are you feeling so resistant to want to embark on that challenge like mm-hmm. what is it that you're feeling where's that feeling coming from because it'll just be like a limiting belief that you're holding from past events yeah, yeah. that you've not healed and went through so through self like development always investing in personal like development i'm saying that word growth, again <laughs> growth, like personal growth personal yeah. growth and yeah, stuff yeah. like that i feel like i'm always able to come up with a solution I'll yeah, have yeah. like an hour of the day where I could have be like, oh my God, I've just had a mental breakdown. I've cried. But then it quickly moves. I'll never, ever end the day on a bad note. Yeah, absolutely. I'll always look at the, right, okay, I felt like this this morning. Everything looked a bit dark and weary. But yeah. look how the day's turned out. And it's all because I shifted my mindset. Yeah, exactly. But the the, the thing is here, yeah, I think one of the, the main points is that when you, like if you, I like to imagine myself as a tree. Mm-hmm. That's very strange. I'm not like an <laughs> I am Groot scenario. You know, what kind of tree? Just, just like a, a palm tree? Nah, nah. Like, oak I tree. mean, I'm quite thin, but like, yeah, yeah like oak tree. <laughs> oak tree. Oak tree's badass. But like, if you imagine yourself as a tree, right? And lovely day, weather's fine, and you're growing your roots deep, right? And there's other trees around you saying, well, there's no storm, mm-hmm. there's no bad weather, I don't need to put my roots so deep. But you're like, no, I'm doing it in case there is a storm. Yeah, and that's what most people don't understand is they they don't put their roots in, they don't build that strong foundation, so that when the storm comes, they're able to withstand it a bit better. They might lose a few branches, leaves might fly off, but they're still rooted to where they are. But most people get blown from pillar to post because they don't put the roots down, they don't build that foundation. Yeah, one hundred percent. I one hundred percent agree with that, and I always believe as well. Like, um, when you when you do overcome challenges and stuff like that the feeling is absolutely incredible yeah but i've noticed in my life i've noticed a pattern like i'll go through something i'll get the rewards from it i feel amazing yeah and then there'll just be this little this little bit of time here where i'm like "Mm, hold on this is going a bit too easy and that's like the universe preparing me what i've just been through it's preparing me for something greater yeah but with something greater you know you're going to get more challenges yeah so i'm always ready for battle basically i would say that the higher up in life you go the you don't have less problems you have higher quality problems yeah. that's the thing so new um, levels new devils yep, that's what um, i say yep i couldn't agree more i couldn't agree more so i saw my eye is itchy out uh i saw on your facebook that your the when you hit a year you had all these people running into the sea with you you know you gave a little speech at the front and stuff yeah. like how did how did that come about getting all those people there and how did you feel seeing all of these supporters come out for you do you know what it was really overwhelming because a lot of i would say 80 percent of my journey has been done alone mm-hmm. so the people that were coming and to support my journey obviously i was raising money for mental health as well mental health matters was just incredible like like that that was like it was my birthday as well mm-hmm. the birthday that i thought i never would have made it to and it yeah. made it all so special like it was just like wow like people have really taken in like what i've been through and how i've overcome it and they wanted just to show their support and cheer me on that yeah that was amazing because i 
you don't really get that. I've never really had that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, younger, growing up, I never had birthday parties or people coming to celebrate with me with what I do. Yeah. So that felt like a very, very special um, moment in, in my journey. It made us realise that actually what I've done is incredible. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I would 100% agree. Like, everyone sort of, did everyone, everyone there, were they already sea dippers or some of them were some of them weren't um some people them... going for the first time thinking i'll smash this yeah. Like, oh, no <laughs> yeah it, it was really good but everyone did really really well you know yeah. like every like the benefits you get from the cold water yes it's not something that everyone initially thinks oh my god i'd love to do that for the benefits mm-hmm. whatever like i still get to the end of the show where the sea meets the sand and i'm like why the hell am i here again yeah every single day it's a challenge mm-hmm. and you're out your comfort zone. But if I'm not out my comfort zone, I know I'm not growing. So yeah. that's why I love the sea as well. It's always pushing us to my limits. I'm always discovering new levels of myself yeah, and what yeah. I'm capable of. And It's it's funny that you, you have this one thing. There's, I think it's Gary Keller. Have you ever read the, the book, The One oh, Thing? No, I don't think so, so obviously everyone talks about, you know, when you think of success and you look at successful people, they, for the most part, have one thing that's theirs mm. the one thing that's successful right and in in the book he talks about multitasking as a lie he says people you can't multitask yeah. it's just doing several things in a lackluster yeah, yeah. way and it's like this is your one thing and i think that's why a lot of people have been attracted to because they can see that's who you are mm-hmm. there's no uh, other avenues yes you might you know have an opportunity here an opportunity there but you are the geordie ice woman now to a lot of people that's your one thing and i think that's what attracts people is when they can see that success in that one avenue like you think of uh bill gates you go microsoft yeah, you think of you know uh, steve jobs you go apple you think of grant cardone you think sales marketing do you know what i mean it's like that is um that's what they're known for and i think now that you have this people are like ah you know yeah. you have that that authority now in c dips you, you are the c dip queen i am the queen <laughs> but i do get lots of feedback all of the time like you know, going into the sea and exposing your body to challenge is an uncomfortable thing. And I think for me, the feedback that I get is because people compliment my energy with it. So you could yeah. just go in the sea and stand still if you really wanted. But I go in there and I make the absolute most of that time working on myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'll have fun. They say that my videos look very inviting to make people want to try it. Yeah. Um. And I think that is like you know it's your attitude towards what you're doing mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you do know, you think you, it helps having the camera on as well? I love like, it, yeah. mate, because <laughs> it makes us because I do a lot by myself. It makes us feel like someone's with us. If yeah. I'm vlogging my journey, and obviously on TikTok, I do the un the uncovered stuff. So like when the waves are crashing, like people can literally hear me screaming yes. and like, like, oh my God, the seaweed, like it, it, it's good, but it, yeah. it just, it keeps me company and it, it helps other people as well. Yeah, so. exactly. Do you ever see the seals and stuff that come up? Yeah, yeah. Area? I've had dolphins in the water with us as well. Do they uh, know you by name now? They're like, oh, yeah. she's back like, again. There she is. There's Sarah. It's like, can you not trample <laughs> on my garden, Sarah? I think, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I've had a seal in the water. I mean, not too close. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's yeah, been there. As you see also, it's, so what kind of what kind of messages have you been getting? Like I'm curious, like obviously with um running the scene of bikini all the time, have you ever had people being like trying to hit on you in the DMs yeah. and stuff like that? Do you get that all the time? I get I, I actually get that in the sea. In the sea? Mm-hmm. Well from the seals? From women. What interesting. Mm-hmm. Nice. So like earlier on it's it, and that is actually coming sort of in the past five months of my journey. Uh-huh. So obviously 
if you knew on my social media, you'll probably see a confident woman, mm-hmm. body confident person. So when I'm on the beach and I'm in a bikini, like you have to remember we're on the beach. Yeah. You know, like you might think you're whispering to a friend or talking to yeah. a friend, <laughs> but I can hear. Yeah, there's nothing to stop that. Yeah, so, no, yeah. like and, like I've heard remarks like, oh, she loves herself. Like, oh my God, like look at her in yeah. a bikini. Like, you know, all this negative stuff. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? Like, this is why mental health is the way it is mm-hmm. because of sly remarks, judgmental remarks like this. Like, whatever happened to women empower of women? Yeah. Instead, what I've experienced is women bashing other women. Yeah. And I just think, you know, if, if they had have been on my social media and heard my story, they wouldn't even be saying anything yeah, like yeah. that at all. But people don't take that into account, though, do exactly, they anymore? People yeah. just see 30 seconds on... I've, I, I hate this, right? Because I post, obviously, a lot of these will go out as little clips, like 30 second to a minute clips, right? And people judge everything that you say in your yeah. entire life, your childhood you know what you had for breakfast they will judge it on 30 seconds yeah and they will make yeah. their mind up and it's like bro like what the fuck is wrong with you like but we live in this generation now where we're we have so many people on tiktok uh reels youtube shorts everything like everything is done in short form content like yeah. if you took your time like i could i could take a 30 second clip of you before what you know when you're upset or whatever and i could literally make that as such a horrible thing yeah or i exactly. could make it as such a beautiful thing yeah. Do you know what i mean there's two avenues i can take that down and I can almost manipulate people's perception of it. But that's the dangerous side of this stuff. Is yeah. People don't want to listen to... I mean, some people do, obviously, because we have listeners on this podcast. Yeah. Some people don't want to listen to a yeah. two-hour-long podcast, an hour-and-a-half-long podcast, to understand context. Mm-hmm. People don't care about context anymore. People care about what they see mm-hmm. visually. And I think one of the things you can do as a, as, as a good human being, an upstanding citizen, is when you see someone and you don't understand what they're doing... You take a step back and you say to yourself, well, what's their story and and, yeah, and where's my judgmental attitude coming from? Because for a lot of people, like people have said to me, like, oh, who do you think you are on the podcast? I'm like, I don't know. I'm doing it though. So like you're either jealous that I'm running it exactly. or you haven't took the time. There's something about me that triggers people. There's something about successful people yes. who are doing what they want that triggers people. There's people who are triggered by you, you know, just being in a bikini. There's women out there who are, you know, might be sli- slightly larger who are going, well, she loves herself. Like, we can all look like that in a bikini. I wish we could all look like that in a bikini. It's like, no, like support, like you yeah, said, women, support. you support But I other. think as well, it's actually learning after many years of being so unhappy and not body confident. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been body confident, never been happy in my body um, in the way that I looked or anything like that. I think, you know what, the, like, the past year I've learned to really love myself. Yeah. And so what, like if someone says, oh my God, she loves herself. Yes, I do. Because mm-hmm. you don't know how hard I've had to work and the things that I've been through to even get to a point where I'm on the beach in a bikini, yeah. feeling as good as I do, feeling the confidence, the, the fire inside me light up after the most tremendous past I'm still here. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, I think with the more success you have with it and the more confident you become, obviously, like I said before, you're going to get new devils and that comes with hate. And Mm -hmm. one thing I always um, say to myself is if you're not being hated on, you're not doing enough. Yeah, 100%. Like hate comes with success and that's why I I never react to it. I just laugh it off and just like, oh, like... Yeah. Well, hurt people hurt people. Yeah, you know I mean? exactly. If you're, if you're in pain, the one thing you want is for other people to feel your pain. Mm-hmm. And it sucks, but people do that. Yeah. And it's the way it, it works. It, like, when you're having an angry... Like, for example, I've had, like, 
you know, I say I'm having a bad day or something, right? And I've gotten a taxi. The last thing I want to do is talk to this guy. And I'm like staring at him, like, <laughs> like hate in the back of his head. Like, he's done nothing. I'm just like, fucking dick. Like, fucking, how dare you and whistle on the go, radio? So and what time <laughs> you on till? <laughs> what time? You've been busy. What time? What time did you start? Classic. I'm going to see Peter King next year as well, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. My brother got, got us tickets. I was like, so lucky. But it's not till like, December in Manchester, yeah. so I'm like, I can't wait for that. Oh, I'm just gonna be, I'm, I can't wait for the memes to come out. <laughs> just so many more things to say. What time are you on till? Garlic bread. I love all that. I love that stuff. Garlic bread. I know. But uh, with obviously comparing yourself online, and so have you found anyone that's done something similar to yourself? Like this in terms of running, like have you spoke to anyone? Have you got in touch with anyone like that and sort of shared your journey with them? Um. I mean, I, do, I have made a lot of friends through cold water therapy. Being yeah. in the water as such. Um, but I never compare myself to other people. Hmm. Do you think people compare themselves to you? And what would you say to them if they do? If there's someone listening who's like, I follow on social media. No. <laughs> no. I, I would just say, like, look with an open heart and don't judge somebody by the journey and the light that you see now yeah because through the like if like let's say for instance right you're new coming on my social media right now in my journey even though i'm still going through stuff but when you look at my social media now you'll just look like oh my god she has lots of fun in the water she seems so happy she's so confident blah 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 blah. like that's people just making judgments thinking that i'm always happy like nothing's ever going wrong it's actually when you get to know the person yeah behind the video You'll notice that I'm just like a normal woman with the same battles that everybody is facing. It says I choose to make the best of the challenges. Yeah. I don't run from them, I run with them. Yeah, it's it's fine to idolize someone, but you've also got to realize that at some point during their day, they will let out the biggest, smelliest fart. And they will go and they will go and they will pick their nose and not know what to do with the bogey. Like people that is humans. Mm-hmm. And when you like you don't see that side on social media you don't see that side of people and you've got to remember that when when you're scrolling and you're seeing people loving life being happy it's not an attack on your own personal life Mm -hmm. it is you can use it as fuel and inspiration or you can let it destroy you Mm -hmm. like if you look at sarah in a bikini running the sea having the time of her life there is no reason you cannot feel that way as well the whole point is that you get inspired by it Mm -hmm. you go out there and do your own thing whether it's cold water therapy you know whether it's you know motivational videos whether it's a podcast Go and do your own thing and try and stop hating on other people and comparing yourself to other people because, like Sarah said, behind the scenes, she's just chill. You know, you probably like your Netflix and you know your pizza and stuff. You don't you, like it's like uh, we work at obviously the gym, the gym below and stuff, and and um, we're very good at showing that you know we have pizza. Yeah. We we aren't just chicken, rice, and broccoli every day. It's not like that. But we also want to just inspire people to live a good life, a balance, and and a life that that works, what's sustainable for them as well. So exactly. Yeah, yeah. and obviously feeding your brain the right sort of information as well we kind of touched on that a little bit earlier but i'm curious like in terms of what you view and what you watch now what sort of uh content are you consuming um only things that inspire me so like even from films i won't i won't watch necessarily a film unless it's going to inspire me and impact me in a powerful way Mm -hmm. like at the minute especially since january i would say um i've 
not necessarily turn the TV off. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I'll have the odd night where I want to watch a murder series or something like that. I <laughs> yeah. love stuff like yeah. that. We're, we're currently watching the um, the M the MH370 uh, flight. Oh, you know, the yeah. I, went missing. Yeah, I think yeah. we're an hour in and I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck? Like, how is something <laughs> like that? I love stuff like that. Like, anything mysterious. Or yeah, but mad. like, even when I've got the telly on, I'll still have a book in my hand and I'm still reading. Mm. And uh, because for me, you you can never do too much learning and reading and I know that I'm yeah I might be at a very confident level now with quite a lot of knowledge and skills and traits that I've developed on the way but yeah like I know I I, I know that I still haven't done enough mm. not we're never the finished article are we yeah, yeah well yeah. exactly like yeah. I, I want I write okay I want to develop more like I just feel like I've got that burning desire in me to give so much more value to other people yeah that you know, if I'm just investing in negative stuff, I'm not ever going to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've got to remember, you know, I'm a role model of three girls as well. And I want them to look at the mom and think, right, okay, if I get this challenge or something similar in their lifetime, they'll look back and think, well, actually, how did mom do it? Yeah. Well, she was reading good stuff. She was watching inspirational yeah. stuff. She never gave up. She was disciplined. She was consistent. Well, like, to do what I, you do, not what you say. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that that is what like that is how you inspire people. They don't mm-hmm. necessarily listen to what you say. They watch what you do. Yeah. 100%. And you've got to say something. What is it like eight times before it really hits with somebody some, else? Probably. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> with so, some people, it's like twenty five. Pe- people. I mean, I've come across loads of people in the past, especially running a business, where they'll say, "Oh, like your dreams are too big. You'll never be able to do that. That's impossible." So I just show them with me actions and I show them with success. It doesn't matter how long it takes. I know I can do it and I will yeah. do it. And it's just about, like, I'll always surround myself with people that have achieved what I want to achieve. Yeah. Don't go and ask advice from somebody that hasn't done what you want to do mm-hmm. because they're that that's not going to... I think parents, are the, parents are the worst for that because, like, 100%. a lot of people, we obviously we grew up with, you know, where parents telling us what, what to do, what not to do, etc., and a lot of people still look to their parents for as an authority figure and advice. Yeah. And I'm like, if I went and asked my mom and dad how I should run a podcast, they haven't got a fucking clue. Yeah, They've never even been on camera in their life. I think the last time my mom or dad used a camera was one of them camcorders that, you know, like, you know the fucking 90s <laughs> big thing. But uh, you know what I mean? It's like, ask the right people the right questions. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, you'll ask people on social media for opinions, for example. Like, someone will go, oh, what's the best? Da, da, da. Right? It's like, you can't rely on just 40 people's just did it like unless you're looking for a driving instructor or something like yeah. that but it's it's always better to go with people who have been in those shoes and you're trying to get into those kind or, of shoes. or even people on the same journey as you i've i've noticed through everything even my cold water journey that actually the i'm more open to a lot of things as well like mm-hmm. meeting new people and i think when you're on a journey of you know undercovering who you are as a person and yeah. all that stuff like I appreciate everyone that comes into my life and it's just yeah. knowing that, you know, I'm very aware that not everyone will stay in your life. People mm-hmm. will just be in a, in your life for maybe a week, a season, um, but some of them come to stay. But I'm always learning off new people yeah. and being around similar people with similar interests because I thrive off that deep conversation with people mm-hmm. and, you know, when you're on the same level of respect and similar interests... Like, it's so much easier just to cheer each other on and yeah. like, like, come on, like, let's go, get up. Yeah, like, people tend to hate on successful people because they think yeah. they want to keep them at the bottom. It's like, no, successful it, people want wanna, you to be successful. Yeah, they want to show you how to do it. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We want to raise them up. Yeah, they're not giving you advice as a successful person because they want to look better than you. They're giving you advice because they want to raise you yeah. up as well. Like, a lot of people say that I inspire them, but I mean, 
I'm being inspired by many people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean that's why? Is I'm there anyone in particular mind. you can that you watch or, or listen to that really inspires you? Yeah, like Stephen Barlett. I watch. Yeah, uh, the Diary listen, of a CEO. Yeah, the yeah, Diary yeah. of a CEO. Absolutely love all of his podcasts and actually his book, um, The Happy Sexy Millionaire. I would. I didn't know he had a book. Oh my oh, god! How did I not know you he had a book? Have, honestly, I you have to. I listen didn't. To I that. didn't know he had a book. I didn't know he had a book. <laughs> and to be fair, I've listened to like <laughs> I've listened to like. I listened to. He clearly knew. Yeah, I didn't. I swear to God, I didn't know he had a book. I, I mean, I could assume he had a book, but I, I listened to his uh, Liver King. I think the the Liver King one um, was probably my favorite one. I listened. Did you listen to that one? Um, I'm not sure. Liver King's mad. Like he's just like this massive dude. But obviously, I think the the thing with Liver King is he's getting hated on at the minute because uh, he told everyone that he didn't do steroids. Clearly, uh. he fucking did steroids. Like, <laughs> just, you don't get you don't get like the the turtle the turtle belly from uh, not doing steroids. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah. but no, honestly, you need to read. You would gain lots. What did you say value. the book was called? Happy Sexy Millionaire. Happy Sexy Millionaire. So okay. when I first got this book, it was um, while I was in business actually because everybody around us was doing their own thing and you know like so I never used to be this person that woke up at 5am every single morning and when you're going through this phase of like moving higher up um a level and stuff like that yeah all the leaders were waking up at like six o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. but they were putting pressure on me to do the same Mm. now I'd built a business without doing that at at the same level as they did so I never never understood it but like even just having that pressure and putting that on somebody else though like that would put them off business Mm -hmm. knowing that you've got to get up at six o'clock just to be successful no thanks yeah so when i um bought happy sexy millionaire i thought yeah i'm gonna be a happy sexy millionaire but the book honestly life-changing it's Mm. not what you expect and one of the things in there he was actually talking about like how he didn't get up at like five six o'clock yeah, yeah as yeah. well be successful and you know when a book is just really speaking to you and it's like, relatable as well yeah, exactly yeah. Like, that's that's the thing that i had the problem with them david goggins like i love david goggins like, i think do you know david goggins i've heard of him yeah he's like uh i think he used to be like really fat right. and then he like went in the military and probably slimmed down he's got he's he's he's, he's a lot to kind of take in he's very much harsh truth yeah. kind of thing but uh i've totally forgot where i was going with this point i was saying <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so like he's not there yeah so he's not relatable to me i find him a bit full-on um he kind of just shouts at you to to get off your fat ass but he does it while running next to the camera so he's like jogging you know what uh, i mean right, and yeah. uh yeah he, he's brilliant but again it's like what's sustainable and what's relatable when you read these books like there's some like i had a stand-up comedian on uh a few weeks back and he was like saying that he was like oh yeah uh, I've support. He supported like John Bishop and uh, Jason Manford and stuff like big names in comedy. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I get up. At, I got up at one today because I could. <laughs> and it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. there's different. You don't need to be yeah. like you still get the same amount of time in a day because you're gonna have to go to bed at some point unless yeah. you're gonna stay up for past you know however long. But you're still gonna get that same amount of hours whether you get up at six a.m. or whether you get up at nine. As long as you yeah, yeah. As long as you're not wasting your time and making use of the little time that you've got. Yeah. Like. You can be successful. I did mm-hmm. it. I've went from being homeless to, you know, a six-figure earner. If I can do it, literally anybody can. Yeah. Like, I'm just a normal woman. 
Hundred percent. I think that was that's what makes it relatable and enjoyable as well. When someone you can see how they grow as well. I think that's why people love watching journeys now. Or I, I think love, yeah. yeah, I think that's why. Do you remember like the old school YouTube days of like vloggers and stuff where it was yeah. going through their life? People loved seeing behind yeah. the scenes. Like when you watch a movie, you like to watch the bloopers or the behind the scenes or the interviews because you love seeing what people are like behind yeah. the scenes. People but, crave that authenticity. Yeah, like this is why I love podcasts and like what you do and Stephen Barlett does because it's. Oh, you like, named me and Stephen Paul in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the the in, interviewing these big names, but you know what? It's like I'm I'm not bothered about their celebrity status mm-hmm. as such. I'm more interested in how they did it, and I would like to hear about the childhood that they had. Yeah. And actually, when you get to the nits and grits of any successful person, they haven't had an easy past. No. And that is what is relatable to my story in the mm-hmm. life that I've lived. So for me, when I'm listening to, you know, big CEOs of big companies and how they've done it and the challenges that they face, yeah. I'm like, bloody hell, I've been through that. I can relate to that. Oh my God. So I am on the right path. It becomes relatable. And then the more, I'm not saying I'm going to be a big CEO of anything, by the way, guys, but hey, you never know. Um, Put those dreams in the universe. Yeah, exactly. But it, it just makes me like want to keep pushing. Like, yeah. right, if that's how they do it, I'm already doing it. I've just got to keep going. Like, yeah. Winners never quit. And quitters never win. Exactly. Boom. I love it. <laughs> you were waiting for a mic drop yeah, moment. I want a mic drop moment. This was, it's like an hour and 20 minutes of you waiting for a mic drop moment. I love it. Um, so what is next for you, do you think? Obviously, you're going to continue the C-dips, obviously. Um, yeah. What is What are you hoping to go for next? What's kind of the next project that you're hoping to go for? So this is something I've been trying to figure out, I suppose, for the past six months. Like, what are my next steps? Would I go back into business? Or, yeah. like, for me... I'm just very much listening to my intuition and trusting that whatever's next will be the right path. But I am very more aligned and would like to get involved in more motivational speaking, nice. um, you know, mental health work. Um, to be honest, as long as I'm focusing on service to others, I'd be fulfilled. Nice. Amazing. So where can people follow your journey? What kind of handles have you got on social media? Like, um, where can people find you? So on Instagram, it's Jodie underscore Icewoman. Um, Facebook, Sarah Goldsborough. TikTok, um, Sarah Goldsborough, I think. Or Jodie Icewoman on there. There'll be well. some underscores in there somewhere as well. Somewhere yeah. or another. I'll put it on the screen. <laughs> I'll put it on the screen as well. Yeah, 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 so I'm on Facebook, Insta, and TikTok at the moment. Amazing. Where, which one do you favor the most? I'm curious. I'm always curious which one sort of resonates with you the most. It's Facebook. Facebook. That, that's where I've grew my business. Nice. Um, See, I love it. Instagram's my favorite. TikTok, yeah, more. See, either, Instagram, but... I find it very hard sometimes. Mm. I just can't grasp it. I mean, I love it for making my reels and stuff. That's yeah. where I make them all, um, and connecting with people. But I just, I don't know. It just, you know, when just something just, just doesn't sit you right with can't yeah. Get the grasp of it. Yeah. But whereas Facebook, I think I've mastered Facebook now. Nice. Nice. Well, you're always on my face. Like, I honestly cannot scroll on social media without seeing you. Like, I don't know how many how many videos do you make a day? I only make one video a day. One a day. I'm like, Sarah, 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 <laughs> Stephen Bartlett, Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. like all, all I see is just C. All yeah, <laughs> when I scroll. And maybe I need to follow uh, more people on Twitter and stuff. But honestly, Sarah, this has been an absolute roller coaster of an episode. I'm, I'm emotional. I've laughed. I've absolutely oh, thoroughly you. enjoyed having you on. So. Um, thank you everyone for listening as always please give us uh, the best rating possible none of this four star rating shit you know who you are it's either five stars or you get the hell hell off my podcast so thank you very much for uh, listening guys and I'll see you all in the next episode